0: You are listening to the Wealth Formula Podcast with Buck Joffrey. Get ready to change your life. Welcome, everybody. This is Buck Joffrey with the Wealth Formula Podcast coming to you from Montecito, California. And uh, before I begin, I want to remind you that there is a website associated with this uh, podcast. It's called WealthFormula.com. Lots of goodies there, including... uh, Uh, some downloads, some books and webinars, but it's also where you want to go if you want to sign up for additional things uh, to bring you further into this community, such as the Investor Club. If you are an accredited investor and you're interested in potentially getting onboarded into our private group, uh, go to WealthFormula.com and start that process by signing up for the Investor Club there. And then also, There is this group, which again, I actually think this would make a great Christmas gift if you're, if you're interested, but there's a course that's called your roadmap to real wealth. Okay. And uh, all you need to do is go to wealthformularoadmap.com to see that, but you get the course and it's got a lot of the people, you know, Tom Wheelwright, Kenny McElroy, you know, the usual suspects, great personal finance basics, uh, from the way we do things. But the additional value in that is that uh, you also get to participate in Wealth Formula Network, Zoom video conferences every other week, and uh, Facebook group that's um, active all the time. Anyway, go check that out as well. Now, as for today, let's talk a little bit about cryptocurrency, blockchain, that kind of thing again, you know. Uh, This market, the cryptocurrency market, has been absolutely crushed, uh, obviously. And don't be surprised uh, if it goes down even more pretty soon uh, because, you know, the FTX meltdown really did do a number on the markets. But the repercussions of the FTX meltdown uh, with this Sam bankman fried dude uh, are hard to understand right now. A lot of these companies that were solid companies were... Uh, having a lot of problems. For example, BlockFi, which uh, we had the founder of BlockFi, which is really good, was a really good company. I think they had too much exposure exposure to FTX and they ended up declaring bankruptcy. However, uh, don't be fooled. Don't be fooled to think that this is any way the end of cryptocurrency. Uh, for sure, Bitcoin, by the way. I just don't, Bitcoin right now is nothing but a massive buying opportunity in my view. But let's talk about other stuff, right? It's not dying. I've been around long enough to have seen cryptocurrency markets and cryptocurrency declared dead uh, several times over. And it won't happen. It just won't happen. Because, you know, the critics of cryptocurrency say, well, gosh, you know, this is like tulips, right? You know, this, this mania you know, tulips never did anything. Maybe maybe they smell good. I don't know. Maybe they smell good. Do they? Maybe I should get some tulips. Anyway, tulips don't do much, whereas crypto assets typically underlie some kind of decentralized distributed ledger technology that could potentially change our world. Now, most of them won't. Most of them will go down bursting into flames. But uh, some of them will become the Amazons and Googles of tomorrow. And they will become things that we either know of or will just be layered into the fabric of our everyday uh, existence. And, okay, so I'm saying that you've heard me say that before and you're probably getting kind of sick of it because other people took oh, it's, you know, cryptocurrency and blockchain technology is going to change the world, right? So probably a good idea to drill down on that a little bit more and s- highlight some of the examples of what this technology actually can do. Decentralized finance, DeFi as the cool kids call it, is a major revolution. It's happening right now and it's still in its infancy, but it's pretty clear that the technology in some form represents the future of banking and really probably all uh, financial market transactions. Well, Why is it a Advantageous, this is an important question, and I think it's you know one that's not that obvious, right? People will be like, Oh, it's decentralized, right? What does that mean? Um, and this is something you got to be really careful about because you see, you know, tokenization of real estate and, and things like that, and in reality, I, I don't really see the benefit of that so much, especially. I, you know, I think there's even some potential problems and downsides because how do you take a, how do you take depreciation if you have, uh, you own your, your tokens, uh, you know, own your real estate shares through tokens. Anyway, bottom line is tokenization also does not replace good operations and good assets. So, so just. You know, it's it's become a real marketing gimmick, so just be aware of that. I'm not saying everybody's just a gimmick, but there are lots of gimmicks out there that want to get people excited. Oh, well, you know, this is tokenized, so what? Anyway, on the other hand, there are certainly a lot of clear advantages or potential advantages to tokenizing assets, I mean, in the sense that they can be traded and potentially provide individuals access to things in which they might not otherwise be able to invest, the true democratization of DeFi, I don't know. I, I think it's, I think we're a ways off from that. Um, I think it's going to be a tricky, you know, a tricky thing to start seeing people, you know, really utilizing this stuff in like real estate deals and transactions and things like that, where it actually has some meaning behind it um, and liquidity, right? Um, but uh, in other words, there's, you know, there's a lot of kinks to be worked out. And while I still believe in the technology, the current state of DeFi is still fraught with charlatans and Ponzi schemes. Uh, and frankly, a major reason this is possible is that few DeFi projects are purely, uh, ironically, decentralized. They, they say they are, but, but when someone is you know, essentially at one end of the funnel or the other, Uh, in charge. That's not true decentralization. And on the other hand, true decentralization is right now is like a big chaotic mess. Uh, So it's complicated. Uh, But I think we will figure it out. We'll figure out how to use this thing in an efficient means. Um, Anyway, I don't know enough about this stuff, you know, to truly teach you. And that's often when I try to find people to interview. So that's what I did this week. I'm interviewing a guy by the name of Alex Vergara. He is uh, he's using DeFi for good, you know, for f- fundraising, for, for humanity and things like that. But he also knows a lot and is good at explaining this stuff. So when we we'll back, Alex Vergara is going to tell us all about DeFi. With an average investor internal rate of return of almost 34%, with hold times just over three and a half years, these guys know what the meaning of velocity of money is. If you're an accredited investor, make sure to check out what they're up to right now at ReliantFund4.com. Again, that's ReliantFund4.com. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Today, my guest on Wealth Formula Podcast is Alex Vergara. Uh, who leads Earth Fund's community team, and Earth Fund is responsible for growing an engaged global community of people that want to help fund big ideas uh, with the potential to change the world. Uh, Alex brings his experience as an entrepreneur together uh, with his firsthand experience growing a philanthropic token uh, to launch Earth Fund. So welcome to the show, Alex. Alex.
1: Thank you. How are you, Buck? Thanks for having me.
0: I'm doing good. Thanks for joining me. Uh, so, you know, why don't you start out by telling us a little bit about yourself? How you got interested in, um, you know, the things that you're involved in, namely, I guess the big things being, you know, cryptocurrency and philanthropy and DAOs. How how
1: how did you arrive this space? Um, so there, I mean, that's very that's multifaceted. Um, but I, I've been I really, about five years ago, I had this yearning to really uh, give back to community uh, in order to, you know, to raise money, to, to work voluntarily. Uh, so I just had something inside of me that I, I had to do it. Um, and then I, I, uh, I go to church now and I, I read the Bible. So it's like, okay, this is telling me that I have to do it. I started reading like uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Started reading um, uh, Think and Grow Rich. And I'm like, okay, wait, all these books that are talking about how you have to give. Then you have to give in order to receive. And and giving is so important. And they all have a chapter assigned for it. Um so it, it really sparked this interest to give to my community and give to to however many people as I can I could. Um and there's a quote that really stood out to me. I think it was by Kiyosaki that he said, um the purpose is to serve. So don't think about making money. Think about serving as many people as possible. Uh and that that just really stood out to me. So fast forward a couple years, um I I was uh, in. I was talking to actually one of my clients at the time uh, in his garage. I was a, a personal trainer. I had. I was in the fitness industry. I had a couple of gyms, uh, and we were learning about uh, DeFi, so decentralized finance. And, you know, we started learning about, I don't know if anybody's familiar, but we started going into this rabbit hole of how to use it. And you have all these weird names like pancake swap and sushi swap and uni swap and all these complicated methods uh, to to get these tokens uh, and these smart contracts under each one of these uh, like, let's say Ethereum. So uh, I started teaching him how to do it and we started working together on it. And all of a sudden he knew somebody that was launching a project. So I said, okay, like I'm gonna invest a little bit. so I put $30 and he put like, I think it was like $1,000, $2,000. Uh, and within a very short time, we were seed investors. I saw my $30,000, no, I'm sorry, $30 go to $170,000. And he saw his $2,000 go to, I think it was 6 million. Wow. Now it, it was unrealized, um, but it was just this exponential explosion. The company went from being like, I don't know, worth three grand at the time to being a, a 70 million market cap. So it all now? of a sudden him and, yeah we looked at <laughs> each other like what just happened here um, but but that so, was you know that was part of the crypto boom or what uh this was about uh 2 years ago so it, it, yeah it, it was it was as as the bull market was kind of picking up um so you know there was a lot of uh promotion of the company there was a lot of big events uh and from there uh, Adam Bolt uh he he's uh the client that I was talking about he really He's like, wait a second. I've I've successfully exited three fintech companies. Like I've 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 formulated all these companies. I've got a large round investors. Like we can make something out of this. We can make something really good, and we can make something that you know, if if, if we're focused, we can make the world a better place using this technology.
0: Well, I hope your thirty dollars um, hasn't returned back to thirty dollars since the uh, the market crash.
1: No, I mean you know I <laughs> I I. I uh, I, I slowly sold, uh, yeah, over time. Smart. So I, I you know I did realize a significant gain. Um, but you know, you, you also don't want to rug pull the liquidity, you know? So, yeah, yeah. so there's kind of that side where you, where you care about the project and you want to take care of it uh, long term. But, but from there we, we grew, we grew earth fund and we created a platform for the good for the world.
0: So earth fund has its own token. Is that right?
1: Yes, sir. So you create a a smart contract token off of Ethereum. So it's a little bit complicated, but basically, think of Ethereum as the New York Stock Exchange, and then our token One Earth is like a stock within the stock exchange.
0: Okay, and that is traded where? Like, how do you trade that?
1: Um, it's on a platform called KuCoin, uh, and we're also on Gate.io. We 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 actually launched uh, exclusively on KuCoin initially, so it's it's a top five exchange. Sure.
0: Sure. Got it. All right. Well, let's back up a little bit. Um, you know, I think just for the sake of, you know, what this audience may know, may not know. I think one of the the things that I think we should drill down a little bit on and, and try to understand better um, is decentralized finance and, you know, DAOs and how the, what exactly these things are. So, Tell us, you know, I think you just mentioned Ethereum as a bank, but let's let's talk a little bit about decentralization uh, and specifically as a you know DAOs. How what exactly does this all mean in finance?
1: Uh, yeah, so I mean, uh, for decentralization, uh, we can go like really deep into the rabbit hole, uh, but but basically, not having a centralized entity control. In this case, let's say your shares. Um, so in order to purchase, uh, shares, you have to go through, uh, please, excuse me. I, I don't know the exact terms or anything, but you have to go through a centralized entity, right? So if I want to buy some Apple shares, I need to go and, and purchase them, whether it be through Robinhood or some through some holder, uh, in decentralized, uh, in DeFi, it's all done automatically. So it's all done through an algorithm and it's all, all done through software. Mm-hmm. So the custodial the the person holding these tokens, or let's say, let's call them stocks for this instance, it's like a
0: direct um, trade as opposed to having a middleman,
1: right? Precisely, it's it's immediate because you have the liquidity pool and you have a contract that's holding on to this. So at no point can anybody just say like we're we're turning off the button, we're turning off the switch. Trading is not allowed, like we saw in Robinhood and we've seen with a couple other platforms as well.
0: Does decentralized finance specifically? Uh, uh, is it really referring to the process of market trading, or is it broader than that?
1: Um, very simply put, I would say yes. Um, decentralization in a whole gets very, very broad. Uh, it's basically you know a group. No, of- No, I mean uh, DeFi.
0: DeFi. Oh, DeFi.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's 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 the trading in and out uh, without having to deal with a centralized entity. Exactly. So
0: what's uh, what's the
1: in your view? Um,
0: you know, some people may argue, given, you know, some of the, the characters that have come out uh, and, lately in the world of, um, in the world of uh, cryptocurrency with this, uh, you know, like Friedman or, you know, with Terra Luna stuff that happened and all that, that, hey, you know, maybe it's not so bad to have a centralized bank that is under scrutiny of securities regulation and make sure that people don't get screwed, right? And so so that's that might be the way some people think. What, what do you say, um, what's the rebuttal to that from the standpoint of decentralized finance?
1: I would say a couple things. The first would be um, most of life solutions are in neither extreme. They're usually somewhere in the middle um, and secondly to that i would say that regulations haven't stopped people from being scammed so if, if you if you rewind to the era of enron uh there was heavily regulated plenty of people did their due diligence a lot of people lost a lot of money i think it was 20 billion dollars. Um, so you know th- there's there's this i would argue that there's this misconception that regulation equals safety um I will say myself, I was a radical for decentralization and now I look at decentralization as an option. Whereas I, I, I want it to be available. I want people to be able to access these things. Will there be bad characters? Absolutely. Will there be amazing projects and will there be the opportunity to capitalize on them? Absolutely. What is the Um, main
0: advantage for decentralization as opposed to having some central authority in your view?
1: Um, just democratization you know the ability for individuals to have power so here we have a project where we can fundraise across the entire world um anybody can launch a project whether it be in nigeria or or the usa or mexico and they can get funds from people all around the world to fund their ideas Uh, i think that's very powerful i think that it goes across borders and if we look at money money, uh, computers are advanced. You know, we have a very digital age where we're talking through zoom right now, but money is still very analog. We have swift payments. It's very slow. It's very expensive. Um, it's very inefficient. Uh, and DeFi gives us the opportunity to work across borders. So I, I think that that's a very powerful tool. I think that, that, um, there, there do have to be some safety measures put into it and there has to be, um, uh, a better, Understanding of the technology in order to move it forward, but I, I, I definitely want to see it as an option for the future.
0: Yeah, um, you know, I think I think your idea of you know not being a radical on this issue is probably wise because from I, I think um, from my perspective, the technology is really important. It's an it's an advancement. Uh, it's more efficient, and we're moving towards a more efficient technology. But I think the challenge is the the very thing that makes it you know gives it the democratization and all is also the things that makes it extremely difficult to control. And to your point about Enron, that may be the case, but I don't think I mean you or me listen I'm I've been in crypto since 2017. I would never argue that there's a parallel in terms of the amount of scamming going on in crypto versus, regular markets right now i agree i agree absolutely so i don't know that that's a fair parallel but i think if you look at it more as a as a technology then then the question is well is it so powerful that you know the mainstream banks and trading platforms are going to have to move towards it right
1: oh absolutely They, they already are um, I have I've, I've uh, connected with and had meetings with people in visa and they, they've been looking into blockchain technology for years now, um, because they understand that the payment system is just, it's a dinosaur, you know? And when you look at, um, stable coins for countries, um, it's, it's already happening. And there's very, there's countries that are expecting them as early as 2025. Uh, if you look at China for the people listening, a stablecoin is just a digital currency for the for the for that country. So China during the previous Olympics uh used, I think it was over a quarter million dollars in just uh digital currency. And they were experimenting with uh the Olympians paying with digital currency. So this is something that whether people realize it or not, it's already happening. Uh the back end is being built out. Um, and from my perspective, like I said, if if the countries are working so uh pragmatically towards it why why wouldn't we have an option as individuals you know so i really look at it as an arms race of centralization versus decentralization um and again not to be radical to say the future is decentralized but i definitely want an option yeah yeah um
0: uh, terminology wise um dao what's a dao dao decentralized a- oh, autonomous organization okay so that's what you have T- tell everybody what what exactly
1: that it, that means uh, really, all it is, is it's software that allows people uh, across the planet to vote on, um, let's, let's say for the example, uh, our company is restructuring and we're, we're creating a parent company um, to use it as a vessel for investments. Uh, so in order to do that, our company had the DAO votes and accepts it. So it's in public ledger. Everybody can see it. Um, It can be done in little as three days. We have this vote, uh, this one in particular, for two weeks, if I'm not mistaken. And all the uh, token holders decide whether this is going to be something that passes or not. So it just really allows the international community to have a voice uh, within the company, within the nonprofit, within a small group. Um, So it's just a really easy way to vote uh, and organize the votes and have a ledger and record system.
0: Let's talk uh, specifically about what you're doing, as, as so we can kind of understand how a DAO works, right? So your 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 DAO is um, you have a you have a DAO,
1: right? Yeah. So that's it's part of the company is Earth Fund DAO. Um, so so for example, we have the parent company that's about to be formed, and the Earth Fund DAO will own approximately twenty percent of that. So anytime it's in profit, anytime, you know, there, there's movement, the Dow owns 20%, the Dow can then decide how to distribute that money. Um, so whether it be funding other projects across the world, whether it be a token buyback, uh, whatever the case may be, you know, you can propose it and people will vote on what the, the let's say the the destiny of the money is.
0: Mechanically speaking, so like how, how does that work without having some kind of central processor, you know, like even to put like, where does the money go? Who's the one who's giving people
1: choices? Yeah. So, uh, it's a great question actually. Um, and that, that leads to understanding DAOs and there's a a DAO first system and then there's exit to DAO. Um, and, and DAO first, I think is a little bit too chaotic and it kind of goes into the lines of anarchy a bit. Um, but basically you, you do need like a centralized governing body. So like, let's say a board of governors, um, you don't need it, but you, you need, a, some type of constitution, uh, some type of, uh, document for governance. So it's not like it's completely decentralized. Some people would like to believe that, but that, that just has shown that it's not efficient and there's no forward progress, right? Are we going to be voting on what the flavor of coffee is? Like, do we have to vote on everything? Um, so then you, within that document, you start setting up what you believe, uh, the responsibility of the DAO is. Um, and then, like I said, you could, you could start electing governors. There's, there's many different forms of governance, just like in, in, in countries around the world. Uh, but it just allows people to get together and, and vote on whatever the, the, that DAO in particular decides.
0: Um, you know, I'm curious because, um, you know, I think this is actually common and this is, um, it's, it's a good thing, but on the other hand, this is the point where I think people start to get suspicious, right? Where, yeah, it's decentralized, but mm, except there's a centralized component, right? right. And right. the centralized and guess- component um, is, you know, the, the whole concept behind de- decentralization in part is to, to you know, to level the playing field, you know, and, 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 and democratize things. But if ultimately there is some sort of centralized figure there, I mean, I, I guess I don't really understand necessarily the advantage. I mean, other than access for people.
1: Like I said, it, it depends on your, on your constitution and your voting system, right? So there's the voting system where it's one for one. So if, if I, I represent one vote, or you can work on, you know, how much, how much money you have put into something, or how many tokens you own, um, and you can do it that way. So, to kind of use an example of of real estate, let's say, mm-hmm. um, and let's let's forget about all the securities and legal stuff for for a second. Let's push that aside. But if a group of ten friends get together and they want to invest in a real estate. Um, project. Let's call it a commercial project. And each one of those friends, um, puts in an equal amount of money. So, you know, each one puts in a quarter million dollars. Um, and, and they, they decide that, you know, they're, they're deciding if we want to take this project down and we want to build over it. Um, if you build over, you have to put in another equal share of, of money. Uh, you can decide that in a DAO, So you don't have to get together. You don't have to have a meeting. You can just have the proposal and, and people can vote on it. Um, with that being said as well, if a partner wants to get out of it, they can sell their even token. So let's say, you know, everybody decided to put in a quarter million. Like I said, someone can purchase them out for the quarter million and they would, they would own that token and continue the voting process. Um, so it's really just an easy way to have a voting system. Um, but again, DAOs can be as small as three people, or it could be as large as a million. Um, or even greater than that. This just really allows for scalability. Um, and the software actually, you, c- you can hold money custodially through this software as well too. Um, and you can create contracts. So like vesting schedules, uh, you can which we've done, you can create uh, liquidity, whatever you would like, you can create it within this ecosystem. Um, so it just adds a trustless system for um, people to get together and raise funds or, or just decide on something even without money.
0: So there's, I know there was a bunch of DAOs. I mean, I I didn't get involved in anything like this, but especially when NFTs were going crazy, there were like DAOs buying NFTs and things like that. In those setups, like were they truly in your view, trying to get everybody an equal shot at making money or was there often a central figure that was sucking off a lot of the profits?
1: Um, I mean, I would say there, there have been cases of idealists that, you know, that are hardcore decentralization fans that want to make an even playing field for more people. And then there are opportunists that come in and say, Hey, listen, we're going to, we're going to own this and we're going to take this Um, there. I've seen both. Um, but then you do have ideas like people that want to buy, let's say like the New York giants, you know, through, a, through, a through a Dow, you have people that wanted to buy a copy of the constitution, the constitution Dow. Um, so it's just, you know, you can put it out into the universe. There's also links down. They want to create, uh, the world's most perfect uh, golf club and they, you know, not, not club itself, but like, a, a, a golf range, let's say, uh, so that people could come together and play on it. So, you know, you have, it's a great way to kind of form a community and to let the public know, hey, we're forming this community. If anybody wants to work in on us, this is how you purchase in on it. And this is what we're going to build. And you'll be able to have decision-making abilities for it. Uh, but absolutely, like everything, like you said, there are scammers. You know, there are people that are taking advantage of the system. Absolutely. In terms
0: of the, how difficult it is, um you know you you talk about democratization but to a certain degree there's also an element of you know being tech savvy enough how difficult is it to set up a DAO, right like can can somebody could could i say hey you know i I just want to set up a DAO, um and you know i'm i'm not super tech savvy i can use you know i can use your exchanges and things like that but you know i'm not you know, I'm not a programmer. How difficult is it for somebody to set up a DAO? Are they going to need somebody who's is, is super techie?
1: I'm really glad you asked that. Um, and before our platform launched, it was, it was pretty difficult. It was very tech heavy. There was a lot of research that had to be done to understand how to do it multiple steps. Um, and our platform really wanted to work um, in, in the system of Apple, meaning we want to create the user experience. What we want the user to experience and then we build the back end uh, we, we push that into the technology so using our platform people can literally go on the website uh they have to know how to set up a digital wallet which is a couple minutes at the most and then after that once they launch a DAO, it's a couple clicks it's all very very web too easy very very easy um we when we first went in when i first went into the world of web3 it was a long a long list of things to learn before you could interact um, that that's unacceptable. If we want this to be ready for mass adoption, it has to be easy. Uh, Okay. So don't know. So
0: real, just real quick in terms of that. So let's, let's say I wanted to do the, you know, I wanted to set up a DAO for, you know, buying art. Okay. buying a specific piece of art or some watches or something like that. I, I like to kind of walk through it to figure out like the, the, issues that come up. So I want to do that. I go to earth, you know, I go to, you know, uh, your site, is it EarthFund? Earthfund.io. Uh, earthfund.io. Okay. Now you're going to get a bunch of people that are setting up. <laughs>
1: Check us out, please. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I go to earthfund.io and basically there's something there that helps says set up a DAO,
1: right? Yep. So, so currently I, I will warn before people go on, our DAOs are currently uh, in place for making the world a better place. So for philanthropic reasons, uh, you know, for people that want to build a better world. Got it. Got um, it.
0: So it's not for profit. Then generally it's nonprofit.
1: Uh, yeah. Generally it's just, it's just for, for philanthropists, organizations, uh, people like the Deepak Chopra foundation that yeah. want to make the world a better place. They, they're one of our partners. Okay. But um, let, let, just for uh, exercise,
0: because I presume there are other, you know, platforms outside of Earth Fund that help you set up DAOs pretty easily.
1: Uh, it, it's getting there. It's getting there. But but just to walk you through what what setting up a DAO entails, uh, it's it's you have to have a digital wallet. So that's one. Usually the main go to is MetaMask. Once once you have a digital wallet, you need a voting system. Um, there, there's a gasless voting system called Snapshot. And you have to, in order to set that up, you have to have what's called an ENS domain, uh, ENS domain name, um, which is basically naming your digital wallet or, or having like a website for you in Web3. Um, after you do that, then you need a treasury management system. Uh, which we use Coinshift. We've partnered with Coinshift and Snapshot. Um, then after that, you need to set up uh, you don't have to, but it's advised to have a multi-sig wallet, which means that you know that wallet has to be signed by multiple other wallets in order for money to go in and out of it. Uh, and that's for safety reasons. So it's 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 quite labor intensive. and our platform does all of those things with just two clicks. It. it does it all automatically.
0: So if somebody, okay, now going back to your platform in particular, if somebody wanted to set up some kind of a charitable thing, so they go there, they click on it, and what what does that do? Like in effect, all of a sudden you have, you've created a new uh, token or, or what?
1: Yep, so our our, our website creates, the, the, the platform creates a new token for you. You can name it, let's say, you know, you want to say we love the earth token. Uh, you set up that token. You can actually say how many tokens you want. So let's say you want it to be represented by 500 tokens. Uh, you can say when it will be distributed to the community. Uh, if you're going to distribute any of them, or if they need to purchase them, um, you can select uh, the the DAO name, so the ENS domain name of let's say we we love the Earth. So it'll be uh, you know we love the Earth. It will also give you a subdomain name on Earthfund platform, meaning Earthfund.io forward slash we love the Earth. Um, and it'll give you a charity page. So all of those things just happen autonomously. Uh, you get the multi-signature wallet, like I said, and you get gasless voting. So for mm-hmm. those that don't know, okay. uh, when you when you vote on the blockchain, it's, it actually costs money. Um, so snapshot, it doesn't cost you any money. It just gets saved.
0: Okay. So so say I have a thousand tokens and now I want to go out and raise money. And mm-hmm. I tell my, so I tell my friends, I send out an email, hey, I'm raising money for this cause where do they where do they buy would they have to go back to this same platform and then they would buy and then that market cap basically would determine the price or how no
1: so so uh we're, we've created those tokens to be more like stable coins um in the sense where you can buy your votes in and out and sell them for the same price because we don't we don't want volatility to to be a factor for it um but but there's two separate entities in that sense not not legal entities but there's two separate um functions let's say there's a side of people who want to vote and interact with the community in that sense and they can buy their tokens to do that and then there's a side of people who just want to contribute uh funds financially uh who want to you know just say i want to donate to this cause and that goes into the main treasury now what's interesting about it is we're rewarding users for voting so you set up this we love the earth DAO. Uh, you could set up that for every time that a project gets funding, uh, all the token holders or users get rewarded, let's say, 7%. So in the case of the Deepak Chopra Never Alone DAO, which we set up, uh, there was a $100,000 project that got funded. Uh, All the token holders got 7% of that. It got distributed evenly. Um, So everybody got, you know, seven grand distributed by how many token holders there were.
0: So effectively, they were able to make a profit and do something. To help. So they raised and then they got
1: some money back. Precisely. So that, that kind of encourages, you know, people to, to spread it on social media. It encourages people to vote. It encourages people to vet the projects, do research on them, comment on why they voted on them. So we're rewarding people uh, for, for, in in fact, making the world a better place precisely.
0: Tell, tell uh, Alex, tell us uh, anything else about earth fund that we should know because um, I mean, I, I don't, you know, I don't know enough about this stuff to make sure that I've asked you all the right questions.
1: Uh, Yeah, sure. So something that we're working on that's actually pretty interesting, a a solution that we're looking to solve is a KYC system. So know your customer. So when people uh, give large donations, they can be tax free. So people, uh, in fact, will be able to donate crypto and they'll be able to receive a receipt from the nonprofit. So this is something that has a problem that hasn't been solved for yet. And we believe that it's a major step for mass adoption. Cool. Uh, Alex, it's
0: been really fun talking to you and uh, and uh, putting up with my my basic questions about DAOs and decentralization. Uh, it's been uh, fun and, and uh, good luck to you on your project.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I, I hope you have an amazing day. This has been a great time. Thank you. We'll be right back.
0: Welcome back to the show, everyone. Hope you enjoyed it. Before I go, I want to remind you, if you're trying to think of a Christmas present, maybe you should consider your roadmap to Real Wealth, which is the course that I mentioned earlier at the beginning. It is a a course on personal finance, and um, it also includes membership in the Wealth Formula Network, which allows you to talk to other people, you know, via Zoom every other week, including me, and uh, have a Facebook group and get a lot of your personal finance needs, uh, knowledge needs met. Uh, that's it for me this week on Wealth Formula Podcast. This is Buck Joffrey signing off. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Formula Podcast. Visit us on the web at wealthformula.com. The information contained in this podcast are opinions, not fact. As always, consult your own financial team before making any investment see you next time buck joffrey here from Sapio with buck joffrey aging might become reversible over the next 10 to 20 years it's already being done in lab animals so it's just a matter of time our challenge to be healthy enough for when that time comes as a former scientist and surgeon myself my goal is to figure out how to do that and to share it with you I wrote a book called Living Longer for Busy People that you can download for free at sapiopodcast.com. You'll be amazed at just how a few daily adjustments can add years of a healthy life for you. Again, download it for free, sapiopodcast.com.